Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Friday, February 24th, and the final Friday in February. Glad you're tuned in and listening over the Light and Truth Radio Network. And I want to say this, that we have been having our annual Bible conference here at the Island Ford Baptist Church Three preachers this year, normally just two. Normally we just have night service with two speakers. And this year we've decided to do three with a morning service at 1030. Brother C.R. Kirkman is our morning preacher this year. And if the Lord don't change your mind, we may just do it like this from here on out and have him be our morning preacher each time. And then we've got Brother Ronnie Jones from McDonald, Tennessee, and we've got Brother Wayne Sexton from Walland, Tennessee. Both of these men are pastors of churches in their area, and they're going to be with us each night, have been. We've been having a good time. Brother Sexton's been preaching through the book of Colossians, and we've been having a good time with that. And then Brother Jones has been preaching from Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go. He's been dealing with that all week. And then also Brother Kirkman has been in the morning teaching through the book of Ecclesiastes, the first couple of chapters of that so far. And so we're looking forward to all of that and enjoying all of that. God has met with us. We had folks saved on Wednesday night and people making public professions of faith that had been saved previously but had not made that public to a congregation. And so we rejoice in those things. Rejoice to see God working in marriages and God working in homes, God working in the lives of individuals. Boy, we rejoice in that. Amen. And thank the Lord. Well, do keep Brother Hall, Mrs. Hall in your prayer. Mrs. Hall been dealing with some heart issues for a while, was actually scheduled to have surgery yesterday, and they bumped that down. She was doing a little bit better before, and so moved it down, and now having problems again. So keep her in your prayer, if you will. Also, Brother Hall has some kind of a cold and cough issue going on there, as well as the other problems. Uh, We've got a number of folks in our church with family members sick, called in hospice, all kinds of things like that. Keep these family members in prayer, if you would, and ask God to help and have his way in that. And then our son Daniel and his wife Leanne having their problems. We want to pray for them and ask you to lift them up to the Lord in prayer as well. I'm glad there's power in prayer. I'm glad Jesus can meet our needs when we carry our troubles to him. It is time to look into the scripture again, and we are moving to a sermon found in Proverbs chapter number 1, verses 1 through 9. I'm going to be beginning a sermon today that is actually a two-day sermon, so I will not complete it on today's broadcast. We'll come back and complete this later on another broadcast. But we're going to begin it, and I think you'll get the gist of the thought as we study along. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. I'm dealing with this subject, God's two-step approach to wisdom. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. God gave me a thought today. I've never, I've never thought on this like this until today. I got a thought and I've traced it through the Bible and felt like this is what be good for us to use tonight and hopefully God will get glory from it. Proverbs chapter number one. We looked at this earlier when we did our, when we started our verse by verse study and we preached, I don't remember 
now how many sermons from these first seven verses. But I want to read these, I want to read the first nine verses tonight. And if you would read with me, I, li- I do like that responsive reading. I'll read one verse and then you read the next with me and then yeah, I think that helps, maybe helps keep you focused. But I, I like the sound of it. Sounds good. People reading the Bible together. Amen. And uh, I, I wouldn't be against us all reading it all, but this keeps us alert. So we'll do that. I'll read the first and you the second and then keep doing that through verse number nine. The Bible says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels, to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace under thy head and chains about thy neck. And we'll stop there with verse number 9. My message is now to be short. I don't say hopefully it will be short tonight, but hopefully it'll be something that will be helpful to you. I'm preaching on this thought. This is my, this is my subject, my title. God's two-step approach to wisdom. God's two-step approach. I didn't say do-si-do. Two-step approach to wisdom. There's two steps in really verse 7 and verse 8 of the text that I read. But let me, I, I, we'll look at those in a moment. Uh, let me mention to you that as we studied this verse by verse, this first part really is introductory. Uh, he, he tells you that Solomon is writing it. This is not just any man named Solomon. This is the son of David. He's the king of Israel. And he tells us why that he wrote it. He's writing it for his son particularly. He's concerned about him knowing wisdom and instruction. Amen. Uh, he's, he's interested in his son learning how to use that wisdom and those instructions wisely. He wanted his son to have, understand proper justice. Verse number three talks about that. Proper judgment and proper equity. In other words, that he'd be able to make some discernment about some things. That's what it really it comes down to. And then he wanted to give him subtlety, knowledge, and discretion, according to verse number four. And again, that's knowing how to use the book learning. Some people got a lot of book learning, but they don't know how to put it in practice. It don't really mean anything until you learn how to use it. And that's what he's dealing with there. And he wanted his son to listen and increase learning, according to verse number five. And he wanted him to attain under understanding wise counsels. And so in order for his son to gain that, Solomon used God's two-step approach towards wisdom. Now here's, here's the two steps. Number one, step number one is a right relationship to God. That's step number one. A right relationship to God. Look at verse number seven. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In other words, you've not even started learning until you come to know God. Amen. When our education system takes God out of education, they've lost their education system. Amen. 
Our country was made great. I was talking about, you know, was it Sunday night? And I was preaching and, and of course I mentioned about things that used to be, if you said made in Japan, it meant junk. And I got Josh all tore out of the frame on that. And, uh, made in China meant junk. But, but, and, and by the way, used to, if it's made in America, it meant something good. Nowadays, if you find something that says made in America, it's an antique. They don't make much in America anymore. But here's, here's where I was going with that. Back when, when America was great, about, and I know the liberals say America never was great. Oh no, America was great. I still believe America's great. Not as great as it was. Not as great as it should be. Amen. I'm, I'm not, I'm not hardcore pro-Trump, but we do need to make America great again. Amen. We do. And, some of the things started under his administration might have been in the right direction, but it didn't get done. It's not finished. America still needs some help. Number one step for America is not build a wall. It's not fix the finances, fix Wall Street. The number one thing for America is they've got to get back to God. Amen. Back when America was great, they used the King James Bible in the schoolrooms. They had prayer. In Jesus' name, in the schoolroom. Amen. Amen. Had preaching on the courthouse steps. Amen. In the streets and in the churches. Now we don't have any of them places hardly in a lot of towns across America. Amen. And so we, if we're gonna, if we're gonna get back to greatness, if I can say it that way, the first step is to get back to God. And so he deals with this here. Uh, this first step is a right relationship with God. And, 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 and in order to live successfully, that's what Proverbs is about, not successfully being dollar signs, but have a good life, a successful life, the way God wants you to live, you got to know something about God. you got to know the will of God. you got to be in the will of God. Amen. And so that's the first step towards living a successful life is to fear the Lord. Not, not quaking fear, not, you know, scared. And, and since, I don't, I don't, I am scared of God. I'm not going to curse His name. I'm not going to dare Him to strike me with lightning. We ought to reverence, that's the, that's the word of fear there. We ought to reverence our God. We ought to respect our God. Amen. And so I'll say if, if you don't have a basic knowledge of God, know something about God and fear God, you haven't made it to first base. You haven't made the first step. You're not even in the first grade as far as God's educational system is involved. Amen. If God doesn't enter into your plans, you're messing up. If He's not involved in your decisions, I'll just say you're making foolish decisions. You don't know knowledge. He said the beginning, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now this truth is stated throughout this book of Proverbs. Solomon says it again and again, stating it in the scriptures. For example, he first states it right here in chapter 1, right at the beginning of the book, and verse number 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm talking about the first step. I'm not going to deal with the with the negative of it, but here's what Solomon said. The wisest man ever lived, man inspired by the Holy Ghost, said, if you're not living this way, you're a fool. 
That's what he said. So I'll leave that with that. But then in chapter number 9, if you want to turn over there, chapter number 9 and verse number 10, he says it again. Just a little uh, a little change in the wording, but chapter number 9, verse number 10, he, it's the father lecturing his son, and he says, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. He said knowledge earlier, now he says it's the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So if you want to say in the beginning of the book, he said, if you're gonna, if you're going to start out on knowledge, you need to fear the Lord. That's the first step. Then he says to his son, toward, towards the middle of the book, more towards the middle of the book, at least a third of the way in, he says, son, I'm getting ready to give you all these instructions, chapter nine or chapter 10 through 24 that we're looking at now, all those contrasts. He said, here's where you start learning wisdom is fearing the Lord. Knowing something about what's holy. By the way, holy means set apart, sanctified. It's the word we get saint from. And then for something to be holy, it can't be unholy. We know how to discern between the two, right? That's what he's saying. We know how to discern between the two. And then at the end of the book, look at chapter number 31. At the end of the book, he mentions this again. Again, a twist of the phrase. And he's not talking as a father to a son, but he's talking here in the in the voice of the mother, actually speaking about this virtuous woman, this famous chapter number 31 and verse number 30. It's the husband saying this to this virtuous woman, favor is deceitful. And beauty is vain, but a woman, look at this phrase, that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen. Amen. So really what he's saying is, if you want to get ahead in life, if you want to be successful in life, again, not dollar signs, but successful living is fearing God, whether you're male or female. Amen. It's fearing the Lord. Now, he said that over and over again. Actually, I believe maybe more than a dozen times in the book of Proverbs, he gives that phrase, or at least a spin on that phrase of, if you're going to learn anything, really learn it, you have to start by fearing God. God's got to have his proper place. In other words, God's got to be first. That's first base. That's first base. So, all this to stress the point, if you want to live wisely, here's where you start. Step one. Fearing the Lord. Give God His rightful place. Step number two. Verse number eight of chapter number one. He says, verse seven, fear of the Lord. Verse number eight, my son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Here's, here's what he's saying. He said, start out by being right with God. And when you're right with God, you'll, let me say it this way. When you're right with your heavenly father, you'll be right with your earthly father. Amen. Really, that's what he's saying. If you're right with your heavenly father, you'll be right with your earthly father. And your mother. He mentions the mother there as well. In other words, there will be a right relationship towards them. doesn't say that you agree on everything. doesn't mean that you agree on everything. Amen. But it means that you don't hate them. You're not antagonistic towards them. If you've got a right relationship with God, you love your parents. Amen. Even if they're sinners, you love them. Amen. You love them. And there's a right relationship there as much as as is possible. Matter of fact, here's what I believe. I believe that when we have a right relationship with God, we'll have a right relationship with others, not just fathers and mothers. A right relationship with others. Amen. 
might not just be our parents. They'd be our whole family, our siblings, amen. Our, our others, our neighbors, our co-workers, our fellow church members, our fellow citizens. Amen. By the way, this two-step approach that Solomon's using, God first, others second, is the same steps Jesus used. If you want to look in Matthew, hold your place there. We'll be back to Proverbs. And uh, and I'm almost, well, I'm, I'm almost done, I guess. But Matthew chapter number 22, our Lord's questioned by some Pharisees, a lawyer. Yep. Matthew 22 and verse number 35. I read six verses here. Six verses. Verse number 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, what is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. That's step number one. And with all thy soul and with all thy mind, this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. So our Lord's using the same two-step approach to wisdom. God first, others second. Amen. Where do I fit in? Well, it's after God and others. Got to be. Right with God, right with others. Then I've got to be after all that. It makes sense that. Now we're, we've got it all mixed up in America today. We're looking out for old number one. A lot of people are. Old number one. And you don't have to ask who number one is. That's me. That's who they're thinking about. It's me. Everything's about me. And I know, listen, it goes back, uh, back in the sixties. They got this principle. You know, if it feels good, do it. You only go around once, live life to the gusto, get all the gusto out of life, live life to the fullest, on and on and on. Uh, you deserve a break today, you remember that? Amen. Have it your way, all that, on and on and on. Just just do it. That's another one of the slogans that became famous. In other words, if, if you're your own God, everything revolves around you, only it don't. It don't. Now... I said I'm almost done. The the Ten Commandments were famously written on two tablets. Matter of fact, I looked at I looked up that phrase. You can get if you if you got a e sword, or you can look in the strong corners, but the e sword will do a phrase. You can look up these words together. This particular phrase: two tables, two tables. You'll be surprised to find out twenty one times in your King James Bible, it talks about two tables. There are two tables of stone. And it's talking about what we know as the Ten Commandments. Moses went up on the mountain in Exodus 20. He got them. But it talks about, it says two tables in Exodus 31 is where it starts talking about it. 32, 34, he makes two new ones because he broke those two tables that he brought down originally. You remember that? The first ones were handwritten by the finger of God. Amen. But why did God have to make two tables of stone? I mean, couldn't he fit it all on one? He could have if he wanted to. But he had a reason for writing two tables. And Jesus said there's two commandments. And all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. But And I believe this is the idea. There are two tables. There are two steps that must be made if we're going to get wisdom like God wants us to get. Number one table is our relationship with God. And if you read those Ten commandments, some people say the first five, others say it's the first six, depending on how you want to read that. But the first, I'll say five, I'll do it that way. The first table anyway, at least five or six commandments 
are directed between us and God. Remembering the Sabbath day, honoring God, not taking the Lord's name in vain, all that kind of stuff that's towards God. Then the second table is as towards others. Not coveting what our others have got, not, not being a false witness, not stealing what they've got on our relationship with others. So those two relationships is all God's dealing with. Our relationship with God and our relationship with others. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. As that concludes another week of radio broadcasting, we do hope you have a great weekend. I hope you'll be in the house of God on the Lord's Day. And I'd love to take this opportunity to invite you to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Our Sunday morning service, Sunday school starts up at 1015 a.m., and then the preaching time at 11.05 a.m. as well. Sunday evening service is at 6.30 p.m. Love to have you come and be part of those with us. Also, as tonight is our closing out night for our annual Bible conference, we've got two preachers preaching each night. And as I said, tonight will be the final night. Brother Ronnie Jones from Ottawa, Tennessee, McDonald, Tennessee, and he's preaching each night, as well as Brother Wayne Sexton from Walland, Tennessee. These two pastors are going to finish off our Bible conference tonight. Love to have you come be with us. Service time is at 7 p.m., prayer room at 6.30. So if you can, we'd love to have you come and be with us for that service. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day. And God bless you.